Hi, I'm Jeffrey Smart, director and one of the co-founders of the Ligon Group. And I'm Angela Lehman, head of research at the Ligon Group. And I'm Varsha Balakrishnan, the education analyst at the Ligon Group. And welcome back to your second podcast, Varsha. Thank you, Jeffrey. I'm glad to be back. So as Sandra and I uh, kind of prefigured in our earlier podcast, this is our first emergency pod as the Ligon Group. We wanted to talk about why we're doing this. So the Ligon Group wants the reopening to international students to go as smoothly as possible so that the bounce back we all hope for is realised as quickly as possible and in the best way possible for the benefit of international students. We're doing this because we don't want to squander an opportunity as a sector. What is the crisis we're talking about? It's going to be tricky getting to that bounce back that we all hope for from this starting point, despite all of the incredible work the sector has been doing to get to this point because of continuing messaging confusion. Why is it urgent? Well, from an international student perspective, as we'll hear, Australia is a fractured nation and we're continuing to confuse them. We're going to talk a little bit about how international students are processing information about Australia at the moment. And finally, what should the sector do about this crisis? It's not all doom and gloom. We can do it. I'm going to strangle a metaphor, but in our view, the international education sector is at the stage of dealing with the Australia hesitant. So as a nation, we've all had to come together to overcome vaccine hesitancy, vaccine supply, and then vaccine demand, and we've done it. So the corollary for the international sector, in our view, is that we need to come together to work just as hard and in coordination to overcome Australia hesitancy amongst international students. So let's get into the conversation. There's a lot of confusion out there right now in international student land. We're all a bit confused as a sector too about when we're going to open and how we're going to reopen. And we really need national level consistency and clarity right now because everything is kind of murky and muddy right now from a student perspective. What do you guys reckon? Yeah, it really is. I mean, I think that a lot of people right now in Australia, Australian citizens and residents are confused. A lot of people here right now don't know if they can go to Queensland for a holiday, if they can go to Fiji, if they can visit their relatives in Perth. It's all very, very confusing in terms of the borders, but also in terms of other things, in terms of lockdown etiquette and rules. There's a lot going on. And so if we're finding it hard here in Australia, I can only imagine what it looks like from the outside looking in. It must look really confusing. Yeah. What are you picking up, Basha? Well, it certainly helps for me to have yourself, Jeffrey and Ange, to go to every time I'm confused about what I'm supposed to do when I'm in Australia. So I can only imagine what my peers offshore are feeling and my family back home are like, can you come back or are you not allowed to? I've seen the announcement about borders opening. When is that happening? And I have no idea what to tell them. Yeah, I mean, this is not a criticism of the sector because you've all been doing a fantastic job to get as much information to students and to get as open as as fast as possible. But, you know, the other day I was playing around in one of the pilot program states' websites. So I was looking at a government website and a provider website, and both websites were trying to give honest and accurate information to international students about the rules of the pilots. In some cases, they directly contradicted one another. And if I can't make sense of it, then, as you said, Varsha, how can an international student make sense of it? Yeah, 
it, it's, I think this is the moment we need to urgently step back and have a think about the student perspective and think about how is this going to impact our potential recovery. It would just be such a tragedy if all of this hard work was undone because we weren't really taking into account what the student could can see and how they can understand Australia. Because I think from, from what we're seeing as well is that the more confusion and, and, and messiness in terms of messaging, the more people become afraid because they don't understand what's going on and that will make people a little bit nervous, really, to be honest, about coming to Australia. Yeah, that's a good point. And kind of at the moment, we're in this kind of weird space between pilot programs being announced in some states, which is fantastic, but then talk about general reopening of the borders. What's that going to mean for international students want to come back? What are we picking up around that kind of weird you know, almost contradictory state around borders at the moment. I think it's a big issue right now. Vasha, you might have more on this, but from where I'm sitting, I think that there's a, a lot of confusion around, well, if the pilots are going ahead and some states are, are getting there with the pilots, such as New South Wales and potentially Victoria, and at the same time, almost almost to the day, we had the announcement of the Prime Minister saying that the, the international borders will reopen. And then the New South Wales Premier saying that there was now quarantine free free travel and um, uncapped return of Australian citizens and permanent residents. So how do the pilots sit against the, the, the general opening of the borders and how will they exist together? I think this is a big one. Vasha, what do you think? Yeah, I think being in Australia, I sort of understand that, you know, the Commonwealth government and the state governments, they work together, but there's different messaging coming out of different states. And for international students, it's who do we listen to? We're hearing positive things, but how do we piece all these different... It's sort of a jigsaw puzzle that they have to piece together. <laughs> and it's not opinion. all bad. Yeah, mm. it's not all bad. There are good stuff going on, but what does it mean for them in a you know consistent... Okay, if you're a New South Wales student, this is what you do. If you're a, a student trying to return from NT, this is what it means for you. So... Then we need to really put it in a streamlined process so they can understand all the information, not just bits and pieces, and then they get really confused. Yeah, that's a really great point. And as we know, because of what we do on social media listening, there are actually positives. I mean, we know that international students are closely monitoring, um, some international students, the national reopening plan and the vaccine rate, because one depends upon the other. And so they're starting to see our, vaccina our vaccination rates going up, which is fantastic but then what does that mean and when does it mean something for the national plan i think you know there's kind of these gaps the information's not quite gelling together from an international student perspective yeah yeah it's not okay so i think we've probably explained our state of confusion <laughs> the state of confusion that more importantly international students and their families might have why don't we go on to why this is a concern and why this is an emergency angela yeah, I think this is something that at the Ligon Group we have become increasingly concerned about in the in the last few weeks, and that's why we have decided to have this discussion today. I think when we're monitoring social media, what we're seeing is a perspe perspective of Australia, a perception of Australia rather, that is Australia as a fractured nation. We are no longer seen as one nation. We are we are seen, seen increasingly as a nation of divided states and territories with different messaging. And this is concerning because 
Australia's international students choose to study in Australia. They don't choose to study based on their understanding of a particular jurisdiction in Australia. So um, I think there is some concern that the the image, um, the brand of Australia is, is taking a beating the longer we don't have a unified message at the moment, you know, and I think that this is really quite concerning. But the other thing I think is why this is a state of emergency, I suppose, for the sector, is that I think that we are at risk of squandering our competitive advantage that we were quite confident of this time a year ago, when there was a lot of discussion about Australia doing so well with COVID. We are seen in as leading the world in terms of our low COVID rates. And we were really, really um, hoping, I suppose, that after COVID, students would see this and they would see Australia as being a safe place. And we know that coming out of COVID, safety and health are going to be highly important for students when they make their decisions. Right now, that competitive advantage and all that good work is at risk because at the moment, what students are seeing is this chaos and confusion. They're seeing lockdowns in various states. They're seeing case numbers rise here and there, and it's just confusing. And I don't think we can underestimate really the importance of that because this chaos is concerning and it, and it is causing fear. And it's time to really stop and think about it. I agree. And and you know, we've spoken to some fantastic guests on the podcast over the last how long it's been two years. And I think that when you talk to anyone in any state in a senior international education role, they understand and know that their success is dependent upon the success of all of the other states and territories too. Sure, there's a competition between states, territories, providers and that kind of thing. But really, is New South Wales going to, or Victoria, going to get back to the levels of international student enrolments if we're not also um, lifting Queensland and the Northern Territory and Western Australia and South Australia, bringing everyone along at the same time. So I think within the sector, there's an absolute understanding and a ter- determination to work together as far as as far as possible. But it's that spirit is not getting through to students because they're seeing as a as a fractured nation. I think so. Students are still very much eager to come back and they're still holding on. I mean, from the social media stuff that we've seen, you know, they're counting down the months that they've been away and they're counting down the days that, you know, they can potentially return and come back to Australia and, you know, go back to, you know, go back to campus, see their friends, see their families that they've lost touch with in Australia. So they're still holding on to the fact that Australia will welcome them back. But the question they have is when and what kind of Australia would they be returning to? And I think there's a lot of space there to build social licensing within the Australian community that, you know, international students are very much valued and the contribution that they make to the Australian communities that they live in. I agree. I think we're at a moment now. I, I think this social licensing issue was uh, has been running throughout the COVID, you know, experience for the sector. But I think this is becoming, it's kind of gone into a new stage of our thinking about social licensing because our students are now thinking about how welcome they will be, as you said, Varsha. But also in the domestic Australian public, we have a lot going on in the media right now around foreigners and and people coming into our country and the level of risk that foreigners pose to Australia, you know, and breaking down the priority level, I suppose, of who can enter and when, particularly around temporary migrants. So once you start proposing, I guess, a, a hierarchy around certain groups of people from the outside, 
this really risks a negative impact really on people that are coming in who are um, seen as being some kind of threat to Australia. And I, I think we have to be very careful at the moment around just the way we're thinking about people coming in and making sure that we are sending out a message. I don't know how sometimes this message is sent out, but I think we need to be careful with our language and be really making sure that Australians themselves understand the real contribution that international students make here. Because we've seen it through this year. We've seen the lack of international students here. We've seen what it means if students aren't here paying taxes, working in our offices, you know, doing amazing jobs and, and, and volunteering in the community and all of these important roles that international students play have been missing. And we need to get that message through, not just to students that they're valued, but to other people in Australia as well who might not be aware of it. Yeah, and we've also seen other national leaders running around talking about the importance of international students at the national and the subnational leader level, actually, um, in our major competitor markets too. And while we've, students have been hearing some of that from us, they haven't been hearing enough throughout the pandemic, have they? Okay, why should we move on to what international students are currently thinking about? Because I think we'll come up with some solutions at the end of this really useful conversation. Yeah, I think right now students that are attempting to return and planning to return, and even international students that are on shore with me being in Victoria, we're looking at, you know, how to get the vaccination certification and all of that stuff. And I think going through the process and understanding what we're meant to do, if there was a fact sheet on it, and it's, you know, in line with every other state and territory, there'll be so convenient and so easy for international students to say, okay, this is a step-by-step process I can follow. And once I've got all of this sorted, that increases my chances to be ready when I can return. And then the other thing that students are also talking about online is since last year, they've been hearing a lot about, you know, staff cuts at universities. And this might mean that universities have adapted and grown more efficient in their processes and all of the back-end stuff that international students don't see what they hear about is staff cuts they then start wondering what does that mean for me and you know when I return does that mean that I have less face time with my lecturers am I going to have gigantic classes and from a university institution point of view we've been putting out messaging for international students to say how the staff cuts affect them and what that means for them and what level of support they'll get when they come back or in the process of coming back that'll be really useful to give students the confidence they're still coming back to the Australia and the institution that they left before. Yeah, I think that's been something really interesting for us to pick up on social media listening, hasn't it? It's almost like we're at risk of squandering our reputation for really quality education delivery because international students, just like the rest of us, have been reading about staff cuts within universities throughout this whole period of time. And I think you're right that it's a kind of a dialogue that needs to take place and be led by the provider to their own students. You know, we've done this, we've had to do this to reduce courses or whatever it might be, but we're investing in this and the quality of your education is going to be really important. Perhaps there needs to be national messaging about the quality of higher education in this country being strong. I agree with that. So I think Australia some of the things that we are so strong at um, here and that makes us an appealing and successful destination country is the quality of our education. And so we need to, I think, reassure students that the impacts on universities, the terrible situation that, that many employees at universities are going through at the moment, we need to make sure that this idea of quality in Australia and our institutions is not suffering and our our students will not have the quality of their education impacted. So I think 
that's something that is really important right now. And the other thing as well in terms of what we have here in Australia, I think that that really we do well is our work experience and the employability skills that our international students receive. And I think that's another space where we can maybe do some rethinking and because we know throughout COVID international students stepped up and they were given certain extensions on their work rights to be able to jump into high risk jobs such as hospitality and also health sector and supermarkets, so things that were quite dangerous really. So I think we need to make sure that we are positioning work experience and development of employability skills as being safe and that we're building quality skill sets for our students that are going to assist them in their careers when we go home. So I think that's going to be front of mind for many students when they're coming back. So what else do we have to think about, Marsha? What next? Well, what next? I think we really need to give students assurance. I I think we need to start rewriting the narrative about this hesitancy and this every announcement being perceived as a false hope. We need to rebuild the trust with students and it comes from putting out consistent, coherent messaging from states, territories, the federal government and institutions. Everyone is excited and they do want students back, but that message is not being received positively by students. So I think starting to work together and put those messaging out that everyone can understand and sort of, okay, get that assurance. Yes, they're going to get me back. We understand that they have to do it in a safe manner. And a lot of students do. What they say online is, we know that you have to do it in a safe manner, but the timelines and the mixed messaging confuses them. So I think the way forward is consistent, coherent messaging. Absolutely. And I think one of the things we've learned in doing some social media listening for one of our clients was around, yeah, sure, Canada has been doing really well throughout the pandemic in terms of their policy responses and their messaging to international students. But their national reopening plan hasn't gone all that smoothly. And we could learn from that as an Australian international education sector. You know, it's really positive. It's fantastic that that international students are welcome back to Canada and there's an approved set of vaccines and all of that kind of thing. But when you dig into what the conversations international students are having about Canada, um, there's confusion because not all providers recognise the same vaccines. I think one of the other things we can learn from our competitors too, who have been having students come back already, such as Canada and the UK, is to learn from them about the experience of students on return, about how to understand what these students in the post-COVID world are looking for and are needing from institutions and from the communities that surround those institutions. You know, we're a new world now. Our students have been through an incredibly difficult and traumatic experience like most of us in the world at the moment. So knowing how to preempt, I guess, and predict what students are wanting and, and needing when they come back will be something that we can learn from others from, I think. That's a really good point. And look, we've now got how many states and territories who've got lived experience of bringing small numbers of students back uh, on pilot programs, but maybe we can also learn as a sector from ourselves. So if you're a WA institution, you might be able to learn something really vital and useful from your colleagues in New South Wales or eventually Victoria or South Australia or Northern Territory about that student needs when they return. Yeah, that's a really good point. The more talking and sharing, is, I think, is going to be the way forward. So, okay, so we've been very doomy and gloomy. What can we as a sector do about this? Because let's be real, border reopenings are going to happen. International students will be back. 
And as I think I said at the outset, we at the Library Group want this reopening to go as smoothly as possible so that the bounce back that we want is achieved as quickly as possible. But to get there, we need to, as we've been saying, be really joined up and coordinated in our messaging out to international students at this time of confusion and chaos and, and fear. What do you think? I think that um, as we open, we're really going to need to make sure, as you said, we're not squandering any opportunities and all of the hard work that's been done. I think it's so possible and I think I'm really hopeful for really a big successful year next year, I think, as we can start to rebuild. I just think that right now is the time for us to be just taking some opportunity to reflect and make sure that that recovery is as smooth as possible. We can learn from our stumbles. We can do this. It's just going to take a little bit of sifting through some of the confusion. I think and what you said is absolutely right. And I think even us transitioning from being in lockdown for a period of time and then going out in the community, we fumble as people, you know, how do we now interact with people? I have that fear and I'm just <laughs> like, do I say hi? What do I do? And it's a normal process as human beings. We do fumble, we go through all of this and the fears are not, you know, just there for international students. The fears are there for everyone. I think talking about it and speaking to students and assuring them that it's going to be okay. We feel it too. And we'll, we'll get there together. I think that's the way to forward for everyone. That's a really great sentiment and view, Varsha, actually. Look, I think that what we're saying is that our messaging, and by our, we mean the whole sector, government, providers, everyone, our messaging needs to be a bit more joined up. We're coming off a really tough set of years for international students and their perceptions of Australia because we've been so on again, off again throughout particularly 2020 and that we just want to make sure that there's a, a wound there, if you like, about perceptions of Australia. So let's use that moment to bind it up so that it heals as fast as possible and we bring in as many students as we possibly can. And my metaphors are just a red for the moment, just to risk, risk another one. At the, at the moment, the, the information, some of the information we're collectively sending out feels like like it needs to be chucked in the washing machine and given a damn good ring. <laughs> Love it. Let's keep those <laughs> metaphors coming. <laughs> so anyway, at the Logan Group, we're doing our part. We'll continue monitoring social, uh, sorry, international student sentiment on social media channels so that we can help our clients locate the precise points of frustration that we need to resolve as a sector. And it can be done. You know, we can pick up on social media listening that what students are really talking about over here in relation to vaccines is x and if you adjust your messaging like this it's going to land how we hope it lands with international students so we'll keep on doing the stuff we can to help our clients and to help the students who come to us to talk about how frustrated they are about the contradiction of the information that they're looking at at the moment because we can try and do what we could try to do um, to resolve some of the conflicting messages and provide as much fact and clarity to students as possible. Yeah and, and part of what we can do with the social media listening to which I think is really important is it's so instant so we know that students are watching everything going on right now it's not really a time for a methodology that's reflecting back on something that happened six months ago. We need to know kind of right now what students are thinking about particular things that are happening in Australia. And, and it's been really quite eye-opening on a range of issues that we've been engaging with on this. You're right, it really has, because 
in a sense, it's a bit of a feedback loop, but if there's a, if you look at social media properly, oh my gosh, we're saying things as a sector, but students are turning to one another on social media to, inter- to interpret what we mean. They're not necessarily going back to find the next iteration of the official information that's come out. They're kind of talking to one another, getting really confused and exacerbating everything. Okay, well, there was our first emergency podcast, people, dear Lister, uh, we really um, hope we don't have to do too many more emergency podcasts. Thank you for listening. You can subscribe to The Source Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Search for The Ligon Group. You can subscribe to The Source, our companion newsletter, to this podcast at theligongroup.com and you can follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter. See you, Angela. See you, Vasha. See you, guys. Bye.